This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. The feedback this week, like the news, has been intense. Today we discuss where we are and where we're going as the year comes to a close. This is Sarah from the left and Beth from the right. You're listening to Fancy Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Welcome to Friday's episode of The Briefcase. Before we get started, we want to thank everybody for your support. If you have time to leave us an iTunes review, it helps additional people find the show. Or you can go to pantsuitpoliticsshow.com and become a supporter, either through an online uh, one-time donation or you can become a monthly supporter for as little as the cost of a cup of coffee. So we have to start the show today by acknowledging that the atrocities in Syria continue to somehow get worse. Yeah. I was reading this, um, like, Facebook meme, and it was like, we said after World War II, never again. We said after Serbia, never again. We said, you know, and I, I, I think that it's, you know, I think we've all thought we reached a 
point in which warfare was not, we'd like laid out all these careful rules and we have all these international organizations and maybe we thought idealistically, probably ignoring current or past situations in Iraq and Afghanistan, that civilians were sort of off limits. And it's just so disturbing, particularly because of the way that social media has advanced and you have people literally tweeting, like saying goodbyes, civilians, like not going to survive, um, to acknowledge that that's not the world we live in and innocent people are, you know, harmed every day. And we're all aware and apprised of the situation and there's, it feels like there's so little we can do. And when you have the, you know, United States ambassador to the United Nations standing up and saying, like, do not have any shame. But I just wanted to be like, well, we're the United States. It's not like, can't we do something? Just to sit here and try to shame them at the UN is the best options for protecting the lives of innocent people. It's just so upsetting. I had the same reaction to the statement from Samantha Powers. She was saying to Russia and Iran, you're supporting this. This is on you. But I thought, it's on us, too. It mm. is. And, you know, my reaction is I understand that we can't be the world's police. I totally agree with that. I don't want us to be in every conflict. I don't want us to sacrifice American lives for every kind of world crisis. But I think that we ought to be the world's firefighters And this situation in Syria, to me, is like all of the dignity of humanity being trapped in a burning building. Mm. And I think we need to go in and and get people. I mean, people are, civilians are being tortured. Babies are being shot. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, and And I I don't know what we can do now. I really don't. No. Well, and I just want to take this moment to remind everybody who's reading headlines about Russian interference in our political system and Russian relationships with nominated people to the president-elect's cabinet to remind everyone that Russia is behind part of this. And like, they're bad guys. They're, they're bad guys. They are supporting the Syrian forces and the slaughter of their civilian population. Like there's just no way to dress that up. And this is why I think we haven't intervened. Because there is a real possibility of provoking another world war from this conflict. But man, is there are some things that are worth that, aren't there? I just, I don't understand how we can not do anything in the face of what's happening there. Well, and the consequences are not, like you said, I mean, at this point, the consequences are not just about the several hundred Syrian civilians trapped in Aleppo, you now have a refugee crisis that the world hasn't seen since World War II, and we are only beginning to see the repercussions of that. It will only get worse. Um, People are suffering. People are going all over the world. There are atrocities um, based on these refugee populations. And I just think there's a part of me that hasn't fully comprehended Um, the plight of a refugee, the plight of a person with no political capital in a space dependent on that space for help, like just no power, no political capital. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. 
I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. No um, resources, like just what an incredibly vulnerable population that is. And now we have a massive one spread all over the world. And what's the message to the world with us doing nothing about this? What's the message to North Korea are we saying align yourself with Putin and the United mm. States will Won't sit idly you. by yep. because we're afraid of global conflict? I, I don't want to be that country. I don't want to be the country that does nation building all over the world. I don't want to be the country who says we're going to spread democracy. We went too far in the Bush years. We did. But this is too far in the other direction. Well, and I just think that to me, Samantha Powers at the United Nations and um, sort of sitting, like you said, sitting by or, or being so careful and hesitant with Russia 
is sort of indicative of my frustration in other areas with Obama, which is I am happy that you have the best of intentions, but playing the game like all of the players have the best of intention is foolish. Like there are no rules for Vladimir Putin. He follows no rules or standards or anything. So why are we all sitting at the United Nations and pretending like we're all playing the same game? We're not. It was emblematic of some of the foreign policy of this administration. It's a great speech. The ideals are exactly right. You hear it and you're stirred with passion as an American and you believe in what President Obama and his team believes. But you're right. You know what the answer is? No, they do not have any shame. No. Russia and Iran do not have shame. Literally nothing shames them. Okay? So that question's off the table. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. We will dive into some of the Friday feedback we've received. I don't know how much we want to go into individual messages, but I can tell you that our email boxes have been pretty intense. Well, I will start. I think there, I I have received um, one very, well, the funny thing is, is I got messages from both sides. I got um, some people telling me, thank you for being so fired up on Monday because I was feeling like I was going crazy because I was so upset and you were still staying calm. And then I had, you know, several people say and one person um, very eloquently and very calmly basically say, like, you did really good at first, but now you've lost all your nuance. And why do you think that's okay to just attack Trump and act like he um, is, you know, not deserving of any nuance or whatever? And I thought a lot about it. And the first thing I want to say is, and this also goes to some of the critiques that you have received and the show in general has received, is my definition of nuance does not mean never upsetting anybody. So, you know, for me, nuance doesn't mean Beth and I reach this calm agreement on center ground. It's it's just not what it means. For me, nuance is a place I am striving for. And if I don't make it uh, for, I'm never going to make it for everybody. And if I don't even, you know, make it for myself sometimes, I've just got to do the best I can do. And where I've thought a lot about with particular, with regards to my approach to our current president-elect is, you know, I've said repeatedly, I don't know where to draw the line while remaining nuanced about him. I don't know how to say, like, enough is enough. This is this is a bridge too far to cross. And I've also said that I think we ask politics to do too much. And I think, finally, after reading this person's email and thinking a lot about my approach to Trump, what I've realized is I sort of had an aha moment where I, both of those sort of clarifications melded together for me. And what I mean by that is, my nuance and my perspective on Trump and where I've struggled is that I think I've tried to reach a political conclusion about Donald Trump and what I have to do is reach a moral conclusion and I am a full believer in Toni Morrison's quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. And while I will not automatically say, you know, I support obstructionists and I oppose everything that Donald Trump says or policy he proposes from here on out. I don't. I have reached the conclusion that 
Donald Trump is not a moral person or a person who's, you know, based on his past behavior has values that I find um, ethical or moral. And I know those are very weighted terms to bring into politics. And I get that. But I just think I kept trying to put him in a political box. And then I kept finding myself up against sort of purely political arguments and feeling very frustrated by um, the fact that what I was feeling about him was goes way beyond policy and politics and to values um, a person who lies consistently and repeatedly, um, a person who attacks those with less power and influence than they do in a very unkind way, um, a person who cares without humility, which is um, a value I've been thinking a lot about in my own life. And so I think where I'm finally coming down on this and, you know, I'm sorry if this leads people to believe that I've lost my nuance with regards to Donald Trump is that I'm going to stop trying to make sense of him in a purely political way and be comfortable saying that he, his behavior and attitude and actions assaults me on a fundamentally ethical and moral ground. And I have to be, you know, for my own sort of ethics and values, comfortable saying that and comfortable being honest about that. And like I said, that doesn't mean that I reject every policy decision that he makes out of hand. I'll try not to do that. Um, And I will not speak to the moral or ethical values of his appointees. I can only speak to sort of their past behavior. But at this point, I feel comfortable enough with Donald Trump um, to say that he, you know, is a fundamentally dishonest person and unkind person and um, narcissistic person. And those are values that assault me way beyond politics and policy. So that's where I'm at. I think that I similarly offend people of all persuasions right now. (laughs) I'm not offended by you. I appreciate that. I'm not Mm -hmm. offended by you either. Um, I've been thinking about how to have this conversation in a way that's interesting to listen to for our audience. I don't want to come across as defensive because I truly do not feel that way. I don't want to come across as whining because I truly am not upset. So I want to say something constructive, you know, about our dialogue in general. I get on people's nerves Because the left thinks that I am too right-leaning and the right thinks I am too left-leaning. And, you know, we got one message this week that said I'm not a strong enough conservative to represent that perspective on the show. And I think that much like you, Sarah, have been considering nuance as an ideal, I've been considering sort of what's the promise of our show in terms of the left-right balance. And I hope that I am always honest about the fact that I am a moderate. <laughs> and and I also hope that people can hear my conservative principles despite my personality, which differs very substantially from most conservatives in the media. I feel like there's a tone that a strong conservative typically takes that's just not who I am in terms of demeanor. I don't have it in me to be like at an 11 all the time. (laughs) I don't have it in me to be an 11 uh, once a year, really. It's just not who I am. So 
I don't think that means, though, that I am less inclined to believe in the role of government as a conservative or to think about liberty as a conservative. I just find it frustrating that I can't kind of reach people who are conservatives because of that temperament issue. So that's something I've been thinking a lot about. What I think that says about the larger political conversation, and I think this is true about the reactions to both of us, it's a good moment to recognize that everyone is amped up. And when you are amped up, I think that your reaction to someone else is much more a reflection of you than of them. Mm. And that's not to say that there aren't completely fair criticisms of both of us. In terms of the mission of our show... I want to say that I'm never asking anyone to agree with me or to change their minds about something. I'm just trying to pose a perspective that is true to me. So I can't say something that I don't believe and I can't say it in a way that I don't mean. And I think the same is true for you, Sarah. And so nuance is definitely our ideal. Sometimes we aren't there because being there would be dishonest for one or the other of us. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do that. Yep. Well, and it was funny, too. My husband was like, I think that how long have you been around? Over a year. He's like, I think you need to reassess the purpose of your show in Trump's America. He was like, you keep saying the universe was testing you. And maybe you just need to, you know, sort of redefine the nuance in a very different political environment. And like, really, what are you striving for? Like, you know, for me, nuance was important always. But what it's always been more important for me is that, you know, you and I sit and talk about politics in a way that I feel like I gain something from the conversation. And maybe that's just like emotional, you know, sort of, I don't want to say venting, but like, maybe it's just, you know, me talking and you saying, okay, but I see it differently. Maybe it's not that bad or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm just trying to move my own thought process forward and, think through things more carefully and that helps to do that with another person especially another person who is as thoughtful as you are and who is on a different side from me I'm not trying for me a nuance never meant like we are coming together to sort of reach some moderate conclusion we can both agree on like sometimes it means that and I think that's good but it doesn't mean that every time it just you know I just don't think that's where we're always going to be And I think in terms of the left-right balance, I'm feeling the same way that I don't sit here to represent the conservative perspective, right? I sit Mm -hmm. here to represent my version of that. Yep. And the same for you on the progressive side. Yeah, because, I mean, don't – isn't that sort of – to me, that's always my beef with political pundits, right, is that there's a party line and they all just repeat it. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't take off your jerseys. you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just that I, I, but when I mean that, I don't mean like you like that we have to, you have to find, you have to say like, oh, I see this conservative policies point and I agree with it. I mean, like, even if it's just, I, we all support this policy, but I'm going to tell you why I support it. And I, maybe I don't care about it as much as you do. Like just some authenticity, like instead of just, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to double down on my side stands and you're going to double side on your side stands. Like, that's just boring. Like, that's what they all do. And I'm sorry if people feel like, you know, we sort of, it was, it's also not easy to 
you know, there's no consistency, right? Some people think we don't disagree enough. Some people think like one or the other of us is usually me being too extreme and disagreeing too much, you know? So it's just like, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. And I'm sorry if some people, it's not exactly what they want to hear, but listen, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast to always hear what you want to hear, then that's really, for me, nuance just means sometimes we're going to say things that make you uncomfortable. And if we're not, then we're not doing our job. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, the good news is like, you can find whatever you're looking for. Yeah. And we value so much. We we take it so seriously that people spend their time with us. It's huge to us. And I think that because it's so important to us, that's why we feel so committed to being open and honest and having this conversation, you know, in front of the audience and and also staying really focused on what we want to be and how we want to be. It makes me think a little bit too about some of the feedback that we got to our conversation with Tamala Blaylock about race and somewhat predictably, not everyone loved that conversation. And some people thought it was the best episode ever. Right. Yeah. And I knew that that was going to be the case before we did it. And the people on the side of not enjoying it expected us, I think, to push back against a lot of what Tamala was saying. And in my view, That is not the point of a conversation like that. I don't approach every one of our shows. I don't approach any of our shows with the desire to win, Mm. to drive home my perspective. It is about learning. Like you said, it's it's about learning and about listening. And particularly when we make space at our table for someone who has a different perspective than either of us can have. I'm not going to tell someone with an experience vastly different than mine that she's wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do that. What's the point of that? No. Even where I might have disagreement, that is not the purpose of that exchange in my mind. Right. Exactly. Well, and the idea that sort of like that there even is sort of a right or wrong way to talk about someone else's perspective as or yeah I struggle I struggle with that I just you know it's not like you have to adopt everything she said we're just asking you to listen that's it right because what can you learn from listening Mm -hmm. what can you take away that you didn't know before even if you say like that I don't see truth in that you like you can say that that's fine yeah it's still really valuable I think to know where someone else is. That's the promise of our shows to me, that I walk away thinking, okay, well, I might not agree with Sarah, but I know where she is. Yep, absolutely. And that's part of what I love about engaging on social media with our listeners, because very rarely do those conversations devolve into angry shouting matches. I feel like most of us approach those conversations with curiosity. And that's what we want to be. So I thought I would share something a little fun for our listeners. Are you okay with this, Beth? Please. Before we close the show. Um, So I wanted to share this, but I didn't want to share the link because I think this person (laughs) is engaged. Beth knows where I'm going with this. 
that that is engaging in some, uh, let's say, a desire for some viral content, and I refuse to give her any clicks. But a lady, a nice, I'm sure a nice lady, who I do not know, who lives in California, found my blog post about running um, for office as a woman. She pulled the quote where I said um, that I got asked if I'm married and what does my husband do and they asked if I had children and what did bother, and I said, what did bother me is that several people, again, men and women, openly questioned how I would have time to be a city commissioner while raising three young children. Um, And I said, I guess Matt Bevan, who has nine children, doesn't get this question. So she's answering my question of why Matt Bevan doesn't get this. She says, someone has to raise the children and that someone should be their mother. No one can take the place of her. This is why people worry about a woman running for an elected position because it will take her out of her home and away from her children. When will her husband get time with her? He will most likely be the one that is the most neglected since this is typically the case. The children will need the little time they get with her and the home needs a keeper. So she will allow her marriage to slowly become less and less important to her. There is nothing more important she can do than to raise the next generation and have a strong, solid marriage for her children's sake. Sure, maybe she can get a bill passed to save more eagles' eggs, stop a shopping center being built, get more money for the schools, or something like this. But none of this can compare to raising and training her children for these years. Pass quickly by. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you Ritual for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better? 
our listeners can use code pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Thoughts, the Eagles egg is my favorite several times now and I still can't do the eagle's egg. <laughs> I mean, so many things. Um uh so the first thing is that um my favorite part I just got on the set, on the reread is this is the most neglected since this is typically the case. Important to note, she has commenters who say they have given up their right to vote that they don't think it's appropriate for women to vote first things so i'm just wondering like where is your typically the case experience coming from you hang out with a lot of women who run for office because something tells me you don't (laughs) so i'm a little confused as the typically the case comes from and also you're super confused about the role of a city commissioner if you think i have any control over eagle's eggs (laughs) it just gets funnier to me every time um you know i think it's too bad that women do this to other women I can't believe that here in 2016, we're still discussing whether it's appropriate for a woman to do anything other than stare at her children 24-7. I just don't understand that. <laughs> and not vote. I, don't forget the not voting. Right. I I was thinking about the um, comments from Donald Trump about Time's person of the year versus man of the year. And I thought, I want you to come look at my amazing, smart, beautiful five-year-old and think she can never be the person of the year because it should be a man. You did know? he? I'm sorry. Did I miss something? What did he say? Oh, you know, while Syria was on fire, President-elect Trump spent some time in Wisconsin referring to Paul Ryan as a fine wine on the same day that he met with Kanye West And in the course of some remarks in Wisconsin, he said that being person of the year was annoying. It should be man of the year. Right? Right? Am I right? So politically correct, you know, and did his whole thing. And it just, I I, I don't want to, like, have my head explode about this because I can't hang with my head exploding every day. But it reminds me of this article because I just think, like, how can you be around our daughters and 
think this way. I just don't understand. I really don't understand. Well, and also, I, let me say, as the mother of three sons, this is da- these ideas are just as damaging to men. Absolutely. I, there's this perception, I think, that it's just women being victims and women want more. No, I think that these this idea that, oh, another example of our culture believing the lie that women and men's roles are equal. Um, first of all, that's not the issue. And second of all, like, no, it's just, it's your poor husband who has to raise you and tell you what to do all the time. That's a lot of damn pressure. Kind of feel sorry for him. It's an unbelievable amount of pressure. To be the provider I, and, and the, the spiritual leader of everybody and be in charge of all the things all the time. Except for the children, of course. But, like, you're supposed to be, like, their leader, but I guess not do their laundry. So, you know, and whatever. And look, families can make whatever decisions they make. I also don't want to disparage anyone who makes the decision to stay home. Heck no, I did the it. first priority or makes the decision to not do anything outside of the home when they do that. Um, th- those are... That, to me, what feminism is, is the ability to make that choice. Well, that's what, what I always it, say. Make whatever choice you want to make. You want to be it's your life. June Cleaver in vacuum and pearls and heels. I don't give a shit. Do it. You do Do you. it. Have fun. Don't tell me I have to. And sure as hell don't write a blog post when you've never met me assaulting my parenting and the choices I made. Like, she doesn't know that I was a stay-at-home mom for, like, a good solid several years. And, like, you don't know me. You don't know that what I dedicated my life to and how what works now. And, like, it's just, ugh. Someone said to me when I was pregnant with Jane, I don't understand why you'd have children if you're not going to raise them. Oh, my God. Uh. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just not going to spend all my time being worked up about that. But it really does surprise me that that attitude still persists. And I will say to our audience my not nuanced comment about this woman who's written this blog post about you. If God didn't intend women to make their voices heard in the halls of our cities, I'm not sure that God intended women to use the computer to express these views about all other women, right? Like, mm-hmm. that seems inconsistent to me. We we have a voice and a purpose, or we don't. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't understand, especially, like, the whole, like, you want to be of like a minister and you want to teach other women like I, I don't know seems sketchy seems like that's something only men should do but you know I can tell you anybody who knows anything about your life knows that your boys are not shortchanged on anything right mm, they they're not you. missing anything in fact I think you have used every experience you've had to enhance their experiences well, and also, I just think that, like, the idea that a parent um, should be 100 because she says at a certain point, like, you, can, you can't give 100% to your community and 100% to your kids. Like, I'm not really sure even saying, like, it's the woman's job to give 100% to her children is even biblical. And it's certainly not true, like, historically of biblical times. Like, is that what you think women were doing in biblical times is giving 100% of their attention and energy to their children because they most certainly were not? Like, that is a new invention, and it's also a lot of pressure for a two-year-old. You know, like, that's, like, to me, like, I don't do that because I think it's too much pressure for my children, and I think it teaches them that they're the center of the universe when that is not the case, you know? 
Oh, so many things. So many layers, as my friend would say. I also don't believe that your life has to be divided up in percentages. Yes. Can I give 100% to my children and my job and this podcast Mm -hmm. and my yoga classes and everything else? You're damn right I can. Because while I'm focused on those things, I am really focused on those things. I'm not going to focus on all things 24 hours a day. Can we just stop asking that question? It's frustrating. Like, stop asking that question. And that is what makes my life work. It's the combination of all those things. I actually Mm -hmm. had this conversation with my therapist about priorities. And I said, you know what? I don't really have priorities. He was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I have priorities at different moments in time. But when I look at the things that are really important to me in life, I view them all as this sort of moving sphere. Mm -hmm. I don't need to rank my husband and my children and my career and my avocation, you Mm -hmm. know? I don't need to rank them. They can coexist peacefully. Well, and maybe... You should have seen his face. He was like, I really appreciate this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it's like, you know, maybe the 100% we should be talking about is just you be the 100% you know, of you. And if that means one day that that, that for you to reach a hundred percent of who you are, you need to give 60% to your job and 20% that day to your kids and 10%, you know, I oh wait, I've lost the math 20% to, I don't know, a hot bath and a good book. Then that's your hundred percent that day and good job. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's what we're trying, what the, the ever shifting percentages of just what makes you a hundred percent of who you are. And for me, that's going to be different depending on the day. And depending on what all those things need in Mm -hmm. any given day. For example, Amos needed more of my percentages when he stuck a tiny nut in his ear and had to go get surgery to get it out two days ago. Is it out now? Oh, it's out for anybody following along on my personal Instagram. It's out. We got it. Mm -hmm. Several hundred dollar tiny nut. I don't know what the heck it is. It's just like, it looks like the size of a BB gun, but it looks like a nut. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, I hope that your (sighs) um, admirer in California... Can be 100% of her, whatever that looks like. Truth. And we want all of you to be 100% of you as well. So we will be back with you on Tuesday for another episode. Keep the feedback coming. Even when it's intense, it is enriching for us. We will talk with you next week. Keep it new on still. Bye.